Hello, hello. Okay, so this week we have um, Alan Clement, uh, co-founder of AIM, a mortgage uh, kind of platform, um, as well as currently the principal of uh, customer jobs, an expert in jobs to be done theory, and he's written tons about it uh, all over the internet, most notably um, with uh, Intercom. Uh, if you just search his name on their blog, inter uh, I think it's blog.intercom.com, and you will find incredible pieces by Alan Clement. Also, search him on Medium. Um, as well as, if you have the time, read his book, uh, When Kale and Coffee Compete. It is excellent. It has definitely changed the way that I think about um, pretty much everything. It's because every, you know we're always employing um, a job uh, and trying to make progress in our lives. But we'll, you'll, you'll learn more about that in the episode. Um, it's, it was really great. He's an incredibly bright person and I hope that I did justice to his intellect by asking um, insightful questions. So with that said, um, please enjoy the show. I think you'll get a lot uh, out of it um, for the nature of building your brand and learning about how branding and jobs to be done um, can be used in unison to really really create uh, innovative um, solutions to products, to communication, to design. Um, so enjoy the show. And if you do enjoy the show, please don't forget to, to share it. So with that, uh, enjoy, enjoy listening. Alan, how are you today? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for thanks for agreeing to be on the show. Um, so, do you want to briefly just give a little bit of a background about yourself and customer jobs? Um, yeah, yeah, no, uh, <clears throat> no problem. So, my personal experience is as an entrepreneur. I've had multiple businesses, some successful, or which I then sold off to a co-founder or to someone else who wanted to come in and take over the business for me. Okay. Or uh, I, I had businesses blow up in my face. So I've, I've, I've been there inside. I've, I've been the trenches and won and been in trenches and lost horribly. Okay. And so now that kind of what brought me to customer jobs and why I talk about today is when I got into customer jobs theory, you know, when it was nascent, I recognized as, as thought, okay, this is something that might help me in my next business. So I started another business. It was called AIM. It was a marketplace for mortgage bankers and mortgage brokers to interact with each other and pass leads. And it was entirely, you know, started with customer jobs theory, but, you know, a lot of the customer jobs theory out at the time, this would have been five, about five years ago, was, was very lacking. Uh, but some of the principles were out there. And I was able to kind of connect, build upon those principles and use that to help me build this business, which very quickly became profitable. And as it was growing, I got to a point to where, okay, this is the point where I'm a manager now and I'm not really a manager. I want to be a maker. And so that's when I, as I've done in the past, I just, 
sold the business off to my co-founder and said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and uh, build the next thing. Or, and kind of what I'm doing right now, and that is um, kind of tell people how I expanded and developed the customer jobs theory to um, help me build a sustainable, profitable business. Okay. And do you want to briefly describe what is customer jobs? Yep. So the, the shortest version is that it's the understanding that people are buying products for self-betterment. That's, that's what it comes down to, to the guts. You know, there's a few other things around there, but that's some of the, the core values or ontological beliefs of, of customer jobs is people are buying products for self-betterment and they do that because we as humans, it's in our DNA, we are goal-setting, aspirational organisms, right? That's just, that's why we're different than bears from birds, from chickens, dogs, whatever. You know, we, we want to remake the world to make ourselves better and to push ourselves and to explore and do new things. Whereas, you know, I, like in my book, I write that a bear may, you know, who fishes may want a better, faster, easier way to fish. But tomorrow, even if he has that, he's still a bear of fishes. But only a human will think, wow, how about I just think about a new, uh, some way of living where I don't have to even fish at all. <laughs> Something else can take care of the fishing for me. And once I have that, then I can maybe think about getting out of this dank cave and maybe build this thing. I'll invent this thing called a hut, right? And like live in there. Like that's, that's how we are. And so ultimately that, that's what customer jobs is about. It's about understanding that, that we're buying products for, for self-betterment. And then it's, it splits off from there. You know, are, are you going to be go down the route of exploring existing jobs to be done that are out there? You know, look at why people are buying a, a particular product, understand the job to be done, the aspirations a customer has when purchasing that product, or are we going to think about creating new jobs, you know, right, and inventing new products that create new possibilities? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just for, so everybody is clear, your book, uh, When Coffee Meets Kale, correct? Well, uh, When Coffee and Kale Compete. When Coffee and Kale Compete, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Uh, uh, and just for the record, that it is an incredible book. It's it's how I originally reached out Thank to you. you. It's how I originally heard of you. And really, like I read a lot of books a year. And uh, last year, 2016, that was definitely in my top three, hands down. Awesome, awesome, yeah, awesome. Um, and I've I'm I'm working on the second edition right now, which oh. should be out shortly. Yeah, I well, yeah, I, I released it online as for free as a PDF, whatever it was, six months ago. Yeah. Kind of, you know, to, to put it out there to see how people w would respond to it. And I, I've been making changes to it um, every month. You know, I, I haven't really talked about it much, but I, I kind of every month I've been updating these PDFs silently and, wow. and seeing how, how, how people react to it. Yeah. So there's actually probably 10 different versions of the book floating around there. I mean, very small right. changes. I mean, you know, it's okay. not like. It's completely different. Oh my God! No, no, no. Okay. It's, okay. It's, it's just like you know, better ways to explain things, or you know, people say, "Oh, I read this part and it was amazing." I was like, "Oh, I could talk more about that. Maybe I should talk more about that." Or, "Yeah, Alan, I had this one question about this one part of the book. It was confusing." I'm like, "Okay, maybe I should chop that out." <laughs> you know, you get it, right? So, okay. yeah. I've and so I'm yeah, having right. a second edition. Yep, exactly. So I'm having the second edition come out. Ugh, hopefully, 
let's be honest, probably the end of next month, uh, it'll be up there on, on Amazon for Kindle and paperback to buy. And it always will be free PDF to download too. Great. Great. That's, that's really good to hear. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm excited to dig into anything that you're doing, honestly. Thank um, you. So that's a great segue into my first question for you. Um, we're living in a time that it seems that everything is changing incredibly quickly. And with that, I think that brand building is changing incredibly quickly. Yeah. Um, and the way that it's been done in the past is not the way it should be done right now, in my opinion. And I think that it will be changing in the future as, um, to a certain degree, customer jobs has been helping. Yep. So yep. What, does, what does it mean to be an iconic brand in the 21st century? Oh, goodness. Uh... It's a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know what? I'm um, I'm going to say what I have done in the past and, and, and what's worked for me and people that I've worked with. I, I, I preface that just because, um, you know, I don't want to misrepresent myself, right? You know, I, I, I don't want to say like, oh, I, I know how to build the next biggest, greatest brand. And, you know, I know the secrets. Just come to my workshop, and, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what's worked for me and what's worked with people that I've worked with, um, and that is ultimately uh, thinking about you know a brand as uh, again going back to bar is honestly as a way of self betterment or as part of self betterment. Right. That's that's really what I recommend. Uh, you you position yourself as because in the old way right was was identifying you know i guess we're thinking maybe um i'm, I'm not up to date so much on all the all the the timeline of, of marketing but i know like back in the 80s and 90s and maybe even even today you know a, a lot of brands are are kind of you know, uh, developing, you know, uh, creating segments of society and like different lifestyles of, of people and, yeah. and putting people into those lifestyles. And like, that's what the brand, you know, we're a health brand for active health conscious people. Like, you know, like that's our branding, you know, and we're all about being healthy, uh, yeah. you know, and, and that's just, and that's okay. That, that, that's great. But then it's just like, well, you know, oh yeah, and therefore, you know, we we are attract, you know, we're attractive to people who are, you know, active, healthy people, right? Congruent with but, that lifestyle. Yes, yes, but see, you know, but like e even this, for example, right? I would, but see, a healthy. I'm just gonna let that car go by. Hopefully, you'll edit that out. Okay, there we go. Um, the. But let's let, let's think about that for a second. So a. Let's just say you know a active or active healthy lifestyle type of person, right? That is, that applies to people who, one, are maybe already active and healthy people. But what about the people who aspire to that and are not there yet? So you see, yeah. And and so you know if you automatically assume, oh, you know these are the people that we're selling to, you know they're they're people with they're very svelte and they they do yoga and like whatever whatever. But what about the people who are like, Ugh, like I feel, you know, I'm depressed all the time, or I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I wish my life was better. Um, I would like to have a right, a active lifestyle or a healthy, active lifestyle, but I don't know how to do it, right? You know, and, and I'm I'm hoping someone out there can help me. And so then, and in that case, you know, you could say that well, maybe the the best way to position your brand 
isn't that you know we're you know we're all about healthy active life healthy active lifestyle people you know our brand is well, actually our brand is about helping you become and and maintain this this active um, healthy lifestyle and so you know we, we we help we help you aspire to this new you and we'll also help you continue to be that new you into the future hmm. now uh that's so i, I want to actually push back on that a little bit okay um, and i hope that you can uh maybe push back to me so yeah a lot of brands position themselves as these intentional, intentionally different um, entities. So, uh, with the health example, um, perhaps Lululemon is saying that we're for this lifestyle segment, and that's the lifestyle segment that they want to uh, connect with. Yep. Um, and then. Doesn't that give way? Isn't that inherently in their brand and give way to other brands to target or to connect with people who are um, uh, not within that lifestyle? Like a, another segment that's, as you said, um, not uh, not as um, you know, uh, not as uh, hmm, it's hard to explain. Well, actually, well, here I'll, I'll put it this way. So, actually, let's use the the Lululemon example, Great. and even that's actually appropriate because think about what the CEO said a while we went six months ago or a year ago that ended up getting him fired. Do, uh, do you remember that? I, I I'm I'm not sure. I don't. Well, it, it was like he was. There were so this is actually great. This actually illustrates the point I'm trying to make here, is that he uh, he made a okay. There were complaints that about. Um, it was some people were complaining that not enough sizes of Lululemon spandex pants, you know, the, the pants or the you know the yoga outfits, not enough sizes were being oh, made, right, right. right? And 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 the CEO said, well, you know, we make it. I don't know exactly. I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but you know, we make it for a very particular particular type of body shape, and you know, right, there are just right. there are certain types of body shapes that that we just don't, you know are not part of Lululemon. Right. And then right, like, right. that was a huge backlash. Oh my God. Because of and he got fired for it. Right. Now, again, think about that. He was thinking of, we are for active lifestyle people, people who are already healthy, active lifestyle people. But yes, there was that's a exactly massive what I'm talking segment. about. Yeah. There was this massive segment though, of people who were buying Lululemon stuff or wanted to, because mm-hmm. they wanted to, to become that they wanted to get there, but they weren't right. there yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Isn't that the appeal to those people that they are specifically for people who are not like them and they're trying to get to the person who is not like them? They're aspiring to that? Um, maybe I don't understand your question. Can you ask that question one more time? So Lululemon is putting out a specific um, ideal. Yes. And by putting out that ideal – all those people who don't fit that ideal are therefore compelled to interact with the brand. Yes, absolutely. But it's, those are not the only the customers that do it. There are people who are already, you know, again, it's, it comes to this idea of, of progress, right? Progress. You know, yeah. There's, you know, there's a spectrum, you know, there's people who, who again are, maybe I've, 
I, I buy Lululemon because that's what people like me, you know, buy and use. And I want other people, you know, and that's want to reinforce that image. Right. And cause that, that's what it is. Or, you know, there's people on, on the, on the other end of the spectrum, which is, I wish I could be that person. Yeah. And so, you know, help me become that. And those are actually two different, I mean, to me, those are two totally different marketing pitches, right? Or, or two totally different type of, of, of branding avenues that you can go. Right. Hmm. So, so give me an example of a brand that you think is, is really good in today's day and age. When do you think that's really understanding, uh, customer jobs and understanding the landscape that is changing if you think it's changing or not changing if yep. you don't think it's changing. Yep. It actually is very funny. I was just talking about this today. Uh, there's, there's two that I, I was thinking about today and talking about. Uh, Dos Equis and Red Bull. Right? Oh, love it. Get into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, Dos Equis, watch those commercials. It's nothing. I mean, they literally, it's like, guys like, I don't like beer. But if I do, I drink Dos Equis. It's right. basically kind of like a backhanded thing to beer, right? Right, right. But, but the, the, you know, 99% of the commercial is, you know, this is, this is the kind of person who drinks Dos, you know, Dos Equis. Like, do you want to be an edgy whoever, whoever person? You know, do you want to become, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the most interesting man in the world. Man in the world, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Do, do you want to be the most interesting man in the world? You know, okay, drink those Ekis. You know, like that's what we're here to do to help you become. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's – and that's been very successful to the, for them. And they understand – and again, it's not showing nothing to do with the product. I mean directly, right? You know, like yeah. they're, they're not talking about it tastes so good or, you know, hoppy or whatever, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not about the product or even like what the product does. Like I drink those Ekis and get wasted. You know, it's yeah, not that. Yeah. It's right. I'm the most interesting man in the world, and uh, therefore I drink Dosekis. Right. So uh, there's that, w- w- which I think is great. Again, it's the progress. Like that's help me, help me become the most interesting man in the world. And here's the thing: you never will become the most interesting man in the world. Right. Um, so it's it, it's like ongoing consumption progress, right? Right. Uh, so there's that, and then and then there's Red Bull, right? Which is, you know, I've I was actually just looking for the quote today or the statement. Red Bull, uh, they have, I forgot who it was. I'm trying to find the quote exactly if it was the CEO or the founder or whoever. It was talking about, you know, we're, we are not a beverage company. That's not what we are. We are a, like, what is it, extreme sports company, something like that. Yeah. Like nothing to do with beverage, right? Right. And so, you know, we, we celebrate extremeness. You know, that's why we did the, the space jump thing, right? You know, we were the guy up there and did the highest space jump ever. Um, that's why we, we have the, the, the games where people create their own flying machines and fly off platforms into the water. Like, that's what we're about. We're about extreme. Right. And, and that's the culture we want to create. And again, and oh, and by the way, um, you know, Red Bull is one part of that culture. Hmm. So as an aside to that, I have a, I have a, a bit of a, I have a question. Um, yeah. One thing that's, both apparent with Red Bull and uh, Dosakis. Just Dosakis? Dosakis. Dosakis, let's just say yep, that. Yep, um, yep, <laughs> correct. Yep. Um, there's, this, there's this really large gap um, between the product 
and the ideal of the brand, which you just beautifully articulated. Now, you like you have this great ideal. So we'll take Red Bull, for example. It's not a drink company. It is an extreme sports company. And all the activities around the brand are akin to one of an extreme sports company. Absolutely. And in the mind of the customer, they're making progress towards that. Perfect. But the product itself doesn't. And in an age where I can search ingredients and in an age where I can look on YouTube and see that people are saying that all the sugar in, um, you know, in Red Bull is not, is taking me really far away from progress towards an extreme sports lifestyle. How does the brand adapt and does that make them a good brand that they're the ideal that they have and the product that they have are almost two separate worlds apart. You know, I had this really interesting conversation yesterday with a person who's um, really successful in the branding world and she was talking about um, how she feels that a lot of the branding that she does is just on the surface and she wished that it would go deeper into the product, into the, into the actual experience that the person is having. And I would just love to hear your I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, so help me out there. So what what's the question there? I'm I'm, I'm phasing here. So I, I guess you know are we are we looking to? Uh, I'm phasing there. I mean it's 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 not about the product. I mean to me, right? Customer jobs. That's the whole point of customer jobs, right? It's not about the product. It's about the new you that 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 you evolve into as a result of bringing that product into your life. You see, so that's what, that's what it's about. So, you know, if she's trying to talk about the product, she's going to evolve back into what they were doing 30 years ago, which is, oh, here's how hoppy the beer is. You know, here, here's right. how bubbly it is. So right, right. I feel that as a regression. So um, wow. that's how I, I, I would answer that. I mean, it's, it's good to like have both, you know, and I think that's that's where you, as a brand designer, have to figure out. You know, how much do we want to draw the connection of the experience you have in consuming the product right. versus how that progress or how that how the consumption of that product affects your life. So, like a good example is Snickers, right? Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant example, right? So it's you know if you watch those commercials, there's two things going on. So there's the, you know, he takes a, they don't, you know, they talk about it a little bit, you know, like they show it and, you know, how it looks. And I think it's, I think that maybe might be enough, you know, for, for someone to kind of imagine what it's like to eat it. But again, it's, it's all about, you know, uh, it's, and even in their marketing, Snickers satisfies, right? So like there, there, there's that too. But again, it's always, you know, think back to the Betty White thing, you know, like, or, you know, like, like when she, like when she's getting tackled and, you know, it's like, you, you're not you when you're hungry, you know, right, like, right. that's what, that's what the branding's about. Right. And then, you know, like you see the guy eat it and maybe he expresses like satisfaction or satiation in that. So you are alluding to, you know, the experience of consuming the product, but it, it goes beyond that and showing like, oh, here, here is actually the, the, the total value of the product. It's not just in the act of consuming it. It's, it's the effects of that consumption into your life. So great. 
I, I'm hungry, I'm failing. Oh, here's, here's a product, I consume it. Oh, it tastes good. It's making me feel satiated. Okay, great, now I can go back and kick ass. It's the effects of that product in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and we'll uh, continue with the Snickers example, which again, they, they really nailed it, right? There's the other, the other example where it's really funny. There's a, uh, some commercials where there's like one person is handing someone else a Snickers bar. Actually, that's most of the time, actually. Mm-hmm. And because the, the person who's kind of struggling sometimes in that moment is, is, is like someone's trying to make progress. Like, like there's two guys uh, trying to pick up two girls, right? And, and, and one guy's being a jerk and the other guy's like, dude, like why, why are you being a jerk to these girls? You know, yeah, why yeah, I've seen this. Doing that? yeah, it's, I'm, I think it's, it's the Joe Pesci one, right? Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, the, the, the person there who's actually trying to make progress is, is like the guy handing the other guy the Snickers. Like, dude, like you, you need to up your game, <laughs> have the Snickers. It's like, he's the one giving the Snickers to the other guy. So right. like they're both making progress um, in that situation. But again, it's not about just getting rid of my hunger. It's like, okay, getting rid of my hunger so I can get back to, you know, try to pick up girls or play the football game or basically get back to my life and, you know, be my optimal self. Mm. So it's how, the, it's how the brand is pulling you towards progress uh, or helping you, guiding you towards progress. Um, yeah in the future yeah yeah so you know if, or like like another example you know why not you know is i, I think which is great which is coke right so yeah you know, if you remember uh, the big big debacle with coke and uh w- w- when they changed the formula and it was interesting was and there's a, there's a i'll look online for it you just just google it you know like new coke disaster or something like that and, and you'll come across an article that quotes the ceo and he says no amount of marketing research could have told us about the degree of emotional attachment people had to, to the taste, a particular taste of Coke. See? And, and of course what it was, it was like, people were like, look, you know, I've, you know, Coke fits in my life in a particular way. The taste of Coke reminds me of growing up as a kid or, you know, so on and so forth. Like there's this emotional attachment actually to a flavor and that that's, I've kind of built up, some expectations around that and how that fits in my life. And so if you change that, it's not about, I don't like the taste of Coke anymore is that you've disrupted this balance in my life that I, that Coke meant to me. Hmm. And so I like Coke as an example as well. Do you think that the values of people as they change, as, as the world around us change, as culture changes, does it just, give room for a new Coke to arise that not only delivers the progress, um, towards, uh, a new, uh, progress towards a new self or progress towards the envisionment of, uh, your new future. Um, but also delivers a, a product that is, um, congruent with the consumer values. Okay, so here's a good yep, yep. Okay, so here's a good example, right? Which is, uh, you know, and again, going back to what we said before, are you interested? Are you doing a quality play or are you doing an, an innovation play? Now I'll kind of unpack that a little bit. You know, yeah, the quality, do. yeah, the quality play might be, okay, um, let's invent a competitor to Coke. Uh, we'll call it Pepsi, 
right? And we'll try and steal. We'll, we'll try to make a better version of Coke, and steal away people who who are drinking Coke. Yeah. And and, and so Pepsi figured out, beta more or less, like, okay, if we make it a little sweeter, then we can steal the people who like who who would want a sweeter version of Coke, more or less, right? So that's like a quality play, right? How can we improve? The quality of Coke, right, realize um, in a new product because you can kind of compare. You know, if you just think of Pepsi, or or vice versa, right? You know, Pepsi as a different alternative to to Coke. It's kind of like a one to one alternative, right? Um, then then that's a quality play, right? And and then that's how we're going to design a product. That's how we're going to grow, stealing from Coke. Or your play is different. So we think, okay, well. Maybe what what we what we can do is um, you know help help customers uh, introduce a a new me or something different and and I think maybe that's an example of uh, you know I'm off top of my head here I'm not sure if Diet Coke is a better example of that or green if Coke uh, or... yes exactly I was about to say yeah or yeah. or the green Coke right. where you're either you know tapping into Maybe some um, existing expectations, or or not, you know, or or you're trying to create new expectations. So, like, let's say green Coke. It's like maybe people just assumed, I don't drink soda because it's unhealthy, you know. Goodbye, you know. So I'm going to go to vitamin water or whatever, right? And that's just, you know, they just accept that's the way it is, right? Now, you know, and then suppose Coke thinks, okay, you know, how can we? You know, how can we create a new product that does not, you know, take away sales from Coke, you know, right. or Coca-Cola Classic, but can sit alongside next to it and, and, and bring in um, new customers or maybe, um, you know, persuade existing customers to buy both. I mean, you know, there's, there's lots of ways that it can play out. But, you know, they thought, okay, well, what if we, you know, make the idea of like a healthy soda, you know, right? And and so that's kind of I, I would say like that that's that kind of play there. So that's that's a maybe changing expectations of what a soda could be. And is that a derivative of the progress that the customer is trying to make, or is that a new type of progress altogether? Oof, um, that's tricky because I haven't done the the research to find. But I would say that it might be easier for Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, again, you have to go back in time. You know, you have to go back in time and think. You know, in ninth, I think it was introduced in 1981. But you know, go back to 1980, and it was just Coke equals make me fat. That's just or soda, right? Soda equals make me fat, and that's just right. the way it is. You know, right. um, but it, you know, if if you kind of introduce this this new this new way of progress, right? Which is well, actually, you know what? You you can have a soda experience out there that isn't fattening then you're you're changing people's expectations of what a soda could be hmm. so it's, it's like it's like before diet coke um soda equals make me fat and period like that's it right whereas oh wait a minute you mean you mean soda can be different like soda can do different things it can be an energy like i you know, like pepsi max or whatever right it's like oh right. you mean it can be energy experience right oh or you know it can be uh, you know, an experience that's part of my diet lifestyle. Oh, right. okay. You know, so it's, right. it's about change those expectations, you know, cause again, if it's like, you know, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tricky. And like, 
Another example, and I'm, I'm, I'm just sometimes it helps to add some contrast here. Maybe another great example is of changing expectations, which is a little easier for us to talk about. Would be uh, it's cliche, but it's true, right? Is the uh, the iPhone, right? Yeah. You know, everyone talked January 2007. Talk to BlackBerry owners and be like, tell us about your BlackBerry, and like, oh, you know, it's amazing. I love it. Do you want yeah. us to change anything? Like, no, it's brilliant. Don't mess with it. I love it. You know, don't change anything or. Or maybe they'll say, oh, you know, I, I wish the keyboard was a little angular like this. Or I wish the keyboard was, you know, could do this. Or, you know, like the, that's what they'll talk about. Yeah. But if, if you talk to customers about that, again, you're just investigating existing expectations of a smartphone. Um, you know, what they do and don't like about the smartphone experience of 2006. But that does not necessarily get you to a totally new expectations of what a smartphone could be. Right. And that's and that's what what's you know that's like the innovation thing. That's creating what should be, and 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 redefining things. And so that's that's kind of basically what what. And if you go back again, go back and watch the introduction that Steve Jobs did of the iPhone. The first 10, 15 minutes of that is basically him talking about how terrible keyboards are in phones, <laughs> right? Right. Because he he's trying to persuade people. That their existing expectations—I don't say that are wrong—but he's trying to persuade them that you know what, there could be a new way. You know, it's like I'm going to articulate the problem with your current expectations, and then I'm going to show you about how we think you should be interacting with the world. I love that. So I'm kind of hearing that. Or the way I'm interpreting it is that brands that are second rate or brands that are not that great or not going to be able to sustain over time, try and improve upon quality. The functional be benefit, if you will, are trying to articulate that, which yep. is kind of this um, zero-sum game. Yeah. And the great brands are the ones that have the confluence of the overarching progress towards the future in the brand ideal, this overarching narrative, as yes. well as they're able to hone in and to put a microscope onto specific products or industries or uh, segments and say, okay, um, let's innovate on this. And I would love for you, and, and there's progress towards. Uh, innovation as well. So I'd love for you to talk about brand and innovation. Where are they similar? Where are they different? How customer jobs helps with uh, intersect the two or maybe they don't. Maybe they're completely different. And I think a good way to do that would maybe to be to explain Apple as maybe Apple is the epitome of this. Yeah. So just think about how a, a lot of people will line up for a, a, an Apple product or be excited or anticipate a, an Apple product that they know nothing about, right? right? It's almost like I've never used the next iPhone. I don't even, right? You know, I bet you if you ask some, some people standing in line for the next version of the iPhone, like, do you even know like all the new features? And they'll be like, oh, I think it has a new screen or something. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. It's, you know. Uh, you know, of course, you know, it's, it's a spectrum. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who could list all the new features and then some people are just like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, it's, it's new, you know? And I think it's because Apple offers uh, modernization to you, 
right? It's they trust Apple to have they trust Apple with making me a better me, right? So it's like I don't really even care. I mean, they do, right? But you know, I'm kind of generalizing just to you know, I'm not really so concerned about it, what exactly the product does, but I just trust that Apple's going to make something amazing technology. And I, I have trust in them. Again, it's like trust is huge, right? And, and, and maybe that's something else too, like great brands have great trust, but I trust a great brand to make me better, right? And so I think that's what Apple does. Like, you know, I'm not really sure how those AirPods work. I'm not really sure how this, how this Apple watch is supposed to work, or I'm not even sure how I'm supposed to fit into my life. But I, I just think that if I just buy it and just start using it, you know, I trust that Apple's figured out that it's going to make me better. It's going to modernize me. It's it's that's what's going to happen. So I think that's that's how how things like like Apple wins. And 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 like compared to like let's say like Microsoft, right? I mean like I, I don't even know like like how does Microsoft or any other products help me like become a better me? Like mm. you know like I, I don't even know. Um, and also like 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 this perfect example is how. When when brands are struggling, actually, even <laughs> Apple did this for for a little bit too, even even. But it's just like again, it's just you know, uh, it's it's like oh, you know, we're not the competitor. You know, it's like Pepsi is better than Coke. Like you know, because we we don't have a clear message of our own, so we're just gonna say oh, uh, you know, people people prefer our product over the uh, the competitors. You know, yeah. um, and so it's like we can only talk about ourselves with respect to a competitor. Um, so I, I, th I think that's kind of a telegraphing a, a weakness or maybe an, an insecurity or a lack of focus for, for that brand. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, why should I buy, uh, you know, from you guys? Oh, because we're not Apple, you know, or, or like whatever, you know, why should I buy from, from, from Pepsi? Oh, cause it tastes better than Coke or, you know, something like that. It's, it's, it's always uh, positioning ourselves about uh, against a, a competitor because they don't have an identity of their own, perhaps. Hmm. Uh, okay, great. So, what is a what is a bad brand? What's your definition of a bad brand? I guess I I've, I would say kind of continue on that that thread of thought that I was just talking about, which is, you know, a quote unquote. I mean, um, let's just say. Um, I don't want to, you know, uh, put judgment on there necessarily. I don't want to say bad, bad brand, but maybe I would say that just a, uh, a, a less successful brand, and 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 that was, I guess it's just one that is. Well, you know, I I'm not even gonna go from a judgment point of view. I guess I'll just say of of, I think when brands are not are not good or are bad, they know it, right? Because, you know, that's like, you know, there's, 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 there's no loyalty here or there's no, mm. you know, we, 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 they may not say it, but, you know, we lack a real identity or, you know, when we ask people about our brand, they can't really articulate anything or, or why or why in their life. It's, it's, it's forgettable. It's, you know, it's, it's, that's it. And so I guess maybe it's, it's not so much, you know, a, a bad brand from a, like a opinion judgment point of view, I would just say that the people who who do have a bad brand know it, and or at least you know are trying to hide it, or deep down inside they know it, and and usually the the characteristics are, oh you know we don't, you know we can't differentiate ourselves, 
or you know we're lacking a, a vision or you know we don't our our loyalty is zero like i i, I think they kind of know it does that answer your question no absolutely absolutely um it, well more specifically towards a bad brand uh, or your idea of a bad brand are there are there characteristics that that specifically pop into your into your mind like for example um you know they're 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 not even remotely close to try and help you make progress towards the future for example i i don't want to put words into your mouth yeah well so you so you're right so again if if it's like you know why buy from us well cuz we're not that guy I go, okay, well, that's not really so great. Or, um, or if, if your overall message is, is just like negative, you know, like, oh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, this is stupid, you know, don't do that. Like buy from us or, you know, just again, like, you know, uh, buy from us because the other guy is, is a snob or something. It's, it's kind of like putting someone, you know, trying to like, like raise yourself up by putting out someone down. And mm. I would say, I would say, like that's probably a a, a a sign, a red flag of of uh, of a brand that is, you know, quote unquote bad. But I would say just struggling in, in in their own selves. And again, you know, it's like if I don't know how to say why me, all I can say is, well, here's why not that guy. Oh, lovely. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. Alan, is, is branding important? Um, I would say, and and again, I'm I would not put myself as a brand expert, right? Mm-hmm. So I I I want to put that, but from just my gazillions of experience with with consumer research and 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 developing new products and and, and advancing brands and companies, it's. As I said before, uh, trust, like trust is huge. Trust is huge. And, and I think that once, once customers trust your brand or have trust in you, uh, that's like one of the most important characteristics. You know, they trust you to help them make progress or that they trust that you will be, you're, you're there, like you're serving their best interests. Whether they even know what their best interests are or not, you know, they may have some vague idea, right? Um, but I, well, I just trust that this brand, you know, is, is here to serve me and and to modernize me and has my self betterment at heart. So I'm, I'm, I'll just, I'll buy and I'll give them that trust and follow them along. How do you get over that leap if you're a new brand? That so, leap of faith, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's maybe it's just okay. So it made me think about this. How like, and, and I wanted to just like speculate. I want to actually be like you know for my personal research and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually, it it comes from uh, a lot of it is some kind of social proof. Okay, so there's there's there, there, there's just, there's two things, right? There's and, and this goes back to like the idea of, of the diffusion of innovations, right? Where it, it's it, there's a, there, there's a social dynamic here um, that is required because that is so much of of proof generation. Because 
And again, it's also a spectrum of people. Some people need less um, proof of trust in a brand and, and they're willing to take a risk. And some people are least willing to take a risk to change. Right. So, you know, I would say focus in on the people who are, you know, thinking about the diffusion of, of innovations, the, the people who fall in the category of innovators, right? The people who are willing to take risks, who have much more tolerance when things go bad, right? right. And, you know, speak to them and, and get them on board onto your, your brand, your platform, and, you know, empower them. And then, you know, through the markets or society as, as, as social systems, you will generate trust, you know, through just the network effect. Um, that's what I have seen and think about it in doing. Or, you know, and then also, but like that's also part of good, good, good advertising too. You know, it's, it's like figuring out how can I present to you a concept for a product that you will win trust in this concept. So like, I think, you know, like that's an important of, of, of the research that I do too, is how can we put, you know, if I say that this pill will uh, make you into a genius, what do I have to say or how do I have to package it? Or how do I have to sell it? Or you know, what's how do I persuade you to to trust me and or the product I've I've put out? Beautiful. That's a great that's a great segue into my my next question. Is that persuasion, being able to present an idea or a concept or a product or a brand to somebody and have them compelled by what you have to say in my experience has been rooted in truly great research um so i would like you to explain or talk about or or yep how you think about approaching research how you use customer jobs in research and oh yeah what that looks like for you oh it looks like it sounds like you're that's something that resonates with you so love to hear about it. yep yep so with and I just want to make sure. I, and if I don't answer your question, uh, let me know. Uh, no, no, so, it's, free, it's free flowing. So I just yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I just want to make sure I answer your question. Mm -hmm. So it's it's you're right. So research, okay, but um, there's there's different kinds of of research. So okay. there's a type. So you know, there's there's looking. There's looking. So most research that people do. Is just is, is backwards looking, right? You know well, how? That. Okay, yep. Um, how how did you win trust in products that you're already buying or have bought in the past? Mm. Right. So basically, that that's me just uh, pulling out of your brain, wrestling out of you know me reaching into your brain and and pulling out an answer that's already in your brain, more or less. Right. Mm. You know, it's like you know how did you know that that this that the iPhone was right for you? Okay, you know, or like, or, or that you, you could trust it or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So do that. Versus, okay, you know, how, how do I bring into the world something that's new that no one has seen before? And you, that needs a different type of research because I can't do historical stuff because I'll only be learning on how you got trust into the BlackBerry, right? Yeah. 
like you know, knowing how you won trust into the BlackBerry doesn't necessarily mean how you win trust in, into the iPhone. Absolutely. So that's you know that's so the, the kind of research that I do is basically this kind of co-design. How do you with, explain explain this? Yeah. Yep, yep. So it's it, it's okay. Uh, I, I familiar, so it's kind of like a rapid prototyping or rapid rapid concepting, but involving the customer into it. So what we do, like you know, suppose we, uh, we go back to two thousand five. And I just, you know, hand you an iPhone or show you a box or, you know, whatever. And be like, you know, what do you think about this? <laughs> you know? And you may be like, oh, like, like, what is that? Is that like a remote control? Like, you know, whatever, right? And so I, I, I try to like figure out how I need to present it to you so that you can kind of recognize it for what it is and that you will, will I guess, trust whatever it is that I, I put on there. And, um, and so, you know, again, going back to Steve Jobs, who was great at this, if you remember, you know, so much like his keynotes for, for new products, they were long and they were like really long product demos. Yeah. You know, but, so not, that's, but not like anything else. Yeah. So that's, that's, it was long product demos to, to win, to, to persuade you right into the concept. Like there's a reason why when you introduce the iPad, the stage was a table and a chair. I mean, he never done that before. I mean, he sat at a chair once at a desk, but that's to use like a desktop laptop and like or a desktop computer in 1995 when he was doing that kind of stuff back then. Mm -hmm. But you know, he never had like you know a pseudo living room set up where he sat down and was using a product. Mm -hmm. Again, that was all about you know. Thinking about you know he, here's how we can um, think about portraying trust to to the consumer. Now again, I, I, I kind of veered off there from the co-design thing, so I'll, I'll bring it back to that. But that's that's kind of it. It's like how can I help some you know what do I have to show to them that will help them understand and trust that this that 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 this what this concept or product can be or should be. Okay, so. To do with the co-design, how how is that specifically different from backwards backwards looking? Well, I kind of understand that, but co-design what what are the what are the methods that you're using? How are you? Um, yep. Yep. So it's actually pretty straightforward. Yeah. So I'll tell you very specifically, right? So yep. um, from my own for aim for for, for my uh, my uh, mortgage uh, marketplace I created. So. Mm -hmm. For example, so um, I talked to first. I had to, so I knew I wanted to create a, a, a new, you know, because like I'm, a, I'm an innovation kind of guy. So I, I, I want to create new possibilities and evolve in progress to get all that kind of stuff. Like that, that's my, that's me. So, yep. so I first had to be like, okay, is there an opportunity here? So I, you know, I had friends who say, oh, you know. Um, I'm having lunch with someone with this banker. I know these bankers who are always asking me for leads. Like they're always asking for more leads. Like, give me leads. Give me, you know, and when I say lead, it's, it's someone looking for a mortgage. You know, like, yeah. that's it. Like, I want more leads. More people looking for mortgages. Send them to me. You, you know, a guy who wants a mortgage, send them to me. You yeah, know? right. Um, and so, you know, I talked to them and, you know, I basically just want to validate that there's an opportunity there. And they'd say, 
basically I would say like how much how much time and money do you spend on this? And they'd be like, oh, you know, we spend about fifteen twenty thousand dollars a month on lead generation, right? On 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 getting leads, you know. And then like right away you'd say, can you give me more leads? <laughs> you know. Right, so right. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So, <laughs> So, uh, but I was, you know, I just want to, you know, be like, okay, well, just tell me how you work today, right? Like, oh, okay, so, you know, their day was basically six hours on the phone or running around the city chasing leads, you know, going to open houses, going to events, whatever, and then like an hour or two hours a day actually closing mortgages, like processing applications and actually closing deals, right? right. And that was their day. And they just assumed that's the way it is. And if you went to these guys and talked to them, they, you know, they would in like, you know, like quote unquote, what do you want? You know, the, the typical kind of, you know, thinking that that serving, you know, customer needs or believing that customers know what they want or can express what they want. They would always would say more leads, more leads. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought, okay, that's interesting. So I, I, you know, then went back and talked with my co-founder. I'm like, look, based upon, you know, our understanding of how they work today and, our collective experience and creativity of, of, of how of the technologies that are out there and what to, new technologies we, we could create, how should they be operating? Like, you know, how, how should a mortgage banker's day be like, right? right? And basically it was like, well, you know, they should be the other way around, you know, one or two hours a day dealing with leads, you know, trying to capture more leads and then six hours a day closing deals. Like right. that should be their day, right? And um, and so then um, we came up with this idea of of this basically the idea of well we'll just kind of set up the system this marketplace whatever I won't go into details of it because it'll take too long but basically a scenario where like they're they're literally like their phone just rings when someone is ready for a mortgage right or or you know they get an email. Like directly, like, hey, I'm looking for a mortgage, and they're already like pre-qualified, and they're already, you know, you get it, right? Yeah. So it's just like their their phone rings with deals, right? Yeah. So it's like, so it's here's the thing. It was not about I did not get them more leads. I actually got them less leads, right? right? But you got them. But they leads. were already yes, they were already were qualified, and they were you know they didn't have to chase. So they basically had, like, I I was kind of outsourcing those six hours a day of chasing leads to a technology, right? right? So anyway, and so, um, so, but like, how could I get them to buy whatever I'm selling? And that's kind of where I got to the co-design thing, which is, you know, I would put, you know, I would talk to them. Okay. So I would go back to them. Okay. You know, tell me about your thing. You know, Oh, I want more leads. I want more leads. And I would say, Oh, okay. Well, you know, I've heard about this, this company that's out there that does this thing. It's like a marketplace. Yeah, and you know whatever, and, and they're like, oh really? Let me show you the website, or you know, have a pamphlet right here, and then be like, you know, have you heard about this? Like, what do you think about this? And then they start talking about it, like, oh, like marketplace, like, oh, what does that mean? Does that mean like the buy the leads, like what, mortgage bankers, like, yeah. oh, like they start, they start like, so they're actually saying out loud, like they're trying to make sense of it. Again, going back, they're trying when like, they're trying to illustrate if they do or don't trust it. Or their doubts about it. They're trying to they, you get them to articulate if they understand it, or get them to articulate, you know, be be like you even say to them like, okay, great. Well, you know, you understand that this marketplace and how it works. You know, like how does that change your life as a banker? And and then you know, if they quote unquote get it, they're like, oh, well, this totally changes how I work. You know, 
I've, I've, I, I changed the old me is someone running around with my head cut off trying to get leads. The new me, right, is someone who has leads come to them. You know, like that's like, and, and like I'm spending my, de- my days closing deals and chasing things and growing my business in ways I couldn't grow it before. Um, so they're, you know, like, and they get excited about that. And then that's when they say, okay, if you know these guys, let me know. <laughs> I want to sign up. And, um, and so going back to the co-design thing, I had to figure out, you know, kind of what, what features or what capabilities, what copy to use, how to communicate the concept well, that kind of hit all those stages that, that, that got them from like, oh, what is this you're showing me all the way through of, oh, if I integrate you know, this product, I, I, I know it, I trust it. I can understand it. I can see how how it applies to me. I can see how I can use it, and I can use it. And I, the next step is I understand how it changes my life. Mm. So like once you kind of can like check off all those boxes, then you know that that, that you've got a good concept, and that's a like time then to uh, I created my I guess you call it MVP, but it was it was a very well developed MVP. And uh, I, I I just made some tweaks after that. You know after once people started using it. Um, to you know, understand kind of you know how to get more people to use it or, or how to reduce churn, but that was that was how I did it. Hmm. Okay. So and does that answer your so, so does that answer your your, your co design kind of question? Yeah, I think it does. I, the way that I'm thinking about it right now is that you're looking at uh, customers and you're saying, okay, um, what are they doing right now? How's it? How how are you? You kind of like oh, what's going on here? What's going on? What do yeah. they want? What do they need? What do okay. they think they need? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then there's this inflection point where you say, well, this is the way that they think it is. This is the way they're doing it. How should it be done? Yes. Yep. Um, and the way that you go about answering that question of how should it be done is that you try and through iteration, I would imagine, but also a bit of conjecture yeah. and assumption. Yep. Is, oh yes, yeah, would be all to that. say would be to say is um, what is the new me that they're looking to achieve, and perhaps some of that is with the mortgage example is is that right now they're running around getting leads, um, and as a result, the new the, the the solution or the the thing that they're getting there is business. Um, they're getting they're getting clients, but the new me, as an assumption, would be well. What if the so it maybe it goes from should be to what if that's the next inflection point. What if leads came to them? Well, how would that work? How would that what would that look like? Is that sort of the, the yeah? So there's there, there, there's one thing in there though, which mm-hmm. is I'll go back and, and I'll, I'll qualify a little bit. So um, they don't. It's it's not uh, I I was trying to remember exactly what you said, but it's again it's not it's not about uh, understanding uh, getting from them what that like uncovering from them as if it was fully formed in their mind what that new life of theirs should be. It's basically me me showing you here here are possible versions of yourself, right of of your life and how it could be. You know, I believe should be, right? You know, yeah. Um, but or or you know, right? You know, like which version of these is attractive to you, right? Ah, uh, like you get it? 
And so then like, that's how it works. Cause, cause again, like, so going back to the co-design thing, like, you know, there were times where I would say, Oh, you know, because of this, you'll never have to go to uh, mortgage conventions or whatever. Right. But that was like, but then they would say, no, 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 no. But I want to keep doing those because right. I meet other contacts there. It's so like, oh, right. so the new you still goes to these mortgage conferences, but that's because there's all this other, you know, even though you get that, you get your leads there. It's right. actually for all this other stuff too that you do. So I'm not going to put out there that this replaces that or try to replace that. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm again, it's, it's kind of you know, putting things out there and, and see what, what concepts they can understand and are attracted by too. Okay. Okay. That's, that's wonderful. That's really great. Um, quickly, cause I want to be cognizant of your time, but, um, I would love to briefly talk about, uh, three things. One is design. How does customer jobs, um, influence design and the second is the interview this is something that i've uh, i've just loved with customer jobs uh, the couple of times a few more than a couple of times that i've used it so far is this this the, the switch interview so i'd love for you to talk about that and okay. lastly um politics i would love to talk about maybe or how maybe not customer jobs was used uh through the last um political political cycle oh goodness those, those are all big questions uh, what know. was your first question again uh, so, uh, what was the first one so design oh design jobs oh that's a huge question because uh, again i think we have to even unpack what design is hmm. so you know again i mean for me design is is about um i mean i'm i'm a design theory guy so, you know, to me, design is the, 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 is going back to actually like jobs to be done is design. It's, it's, it's thinking about what ought to be, right? It's, it, it's a creative process. What ought to be or what should be, you know, like how do we construct these new realities, right? right. And, 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 and what do we have to do with these new realities to make sure that they fit into existing ones or that people can transition to, to these new realities? So, you know, for, for me, like design is not, is not, you know, should it be blue or red or, right. you know, should it, you know, that's, 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 I don't know what that is. That's, um, art. Uh, art. I don't, I don't know what to call it, mm. but it's, okay. um, maybe industrial design or something. I don't know, but that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that's a little different for me. I, I, I think of design as, I mean, yes, you know, is it blue or red does fit into like, you know, what ought to be thing, but it's that's jumping way down to the the tactical things that you do right um so i I guess that's my best question there is or answer is that again you know the the design thing is all about figuring out what ought to be or what should be or what could be and 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 constructing that okay and you know and 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 it's a and it's that's why we you know design is like as a process you know it's 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 figuring out what kind of painting I should create, but I don't really know exactly how to create that painting, you know, step by step until I've created it. You know, like I actually have to go through and, oh, I made a blue sky, but maybe I should make the sky red. Or, you know, it's like, then only looking backwards do I recognize, ah, you know, I I can connect all the dots. Right. So there's that. Um, and then uh, the interview thing, uh, again, that's just the, the switch interview is very much a, um, around quality. 
right? Why did you choose product A over product B? Mm-hmm. And kind of going back to before, it's it's comparing, you know, against a job to be done that's kind of formulated and you know a, a design of a new you that's in your brain, that's that that you're kind of working towards. You know, which which products are better at at helping you achieve that new me, right? That progress, um, and or what should we change to an existing product to do that better? That's it. And uh, and the election? Do you mean the the election um, in the U.S.? In the U.S., that, right? Yep. Right. In the U.S. So, or or, yep. or 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 politics at politics at a at a higher level, like okay, yeah, maybe well, we can specific. use the U.S. or yeah. whatever as an example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So actually, so the, the the reason why Trump got elected is the exact same reason why Obama got elected before him. Mm-hmm. It was just it was hope. It was hope. Right. That's right. why people vote for for quote unquote change. It's hope. Right. You know, like that was Barack Obama's hope, but Trump's hope was to was to people who felt disenfranchised during the previous eight years or ignored. Right. Like and like and, and that's why, um, you know, he has this base of people where I mean, you know, recently, you know, current events wise, you know, this, he just fired the head of the FBI who's investigating him and doing what some people consider serious things. Um, but there's there's a core bedrock of people who just who just like don't care, and um, and and about that stuff, and they don't care about that because they to to him he is a symbol, he is hope that mm. you know I will not be left behind, and so because he he's offering me he's the only one who spoke to me and offered me hope, I will go along with that no matter what. And I mean, honestly, I mean, if you look at the psychology of it, this is how, um, like, fascism starts and 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 dictatorships and harps. You know, that was you know people, people voted for, uh, you know, uh, you know Hitler was voted into office. You know, people, you know, forget about that. But he was voted. They right. voted because he talked about, uh, you know, long story short, but you know, you know, the Weimar Republic was failing. It was like the old way. You know, inflation was huge. You all were starving. Um, the Versailles Treaty humiliated Germany. You know, I offer you hope. I offer you the the Third Reich. You know, right. the Third Empire. We're going to be, you know, make make Germany great again. That's basically what he what he was offering, right? right. And so it's all about hope. Which again, this actually goes back to jobs. Like think about your brand. Like yeah. Trump had Trump had great branding. I mean, for a very particular type of people. Right. Great branding. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna you know America's gonna come first. Right. And and you know, like he he spoke like a wacko, but to to a certain type of people that came across as honest, right? You know, so it's that was his branding, and and just like Obama's, and, and it's because it's interesting. A lot of the people who voted for Obama, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'll do this. A lot of people who voted for Trump mm-hmm. had voted for Obama, right? Because the job is the same. Yes. Oh, yes. It, lovely. Yeah. Really yep. right. So, yeah, it, so it, it was just, it was just, it was just, the, it was all about hope, but the, the, the hope was, well, yeah, you get it right. It was, it was, it was a different kind of hope. I, I guess the, the, the hope that Trump offered was, was their disillusionment from the hope that to them, Obama did not give them. That makes right, sense. Right, right. No, no, it does. It does. It's like, it's almost like they, it's almost like to go back to jobs you know, they, they were searching for hope in one soda company, let's say, 
Yes. They drank that soda and it, it just didn't work. Yep. Now another yep. soda company came along and said, hey, we're offering you hope, but our bottle is red, not blue. Yeah, yeah there and, you go. That's and it. They went and, and they went and bought it. That was it. Oh, lovely. Alan, I just have a couple of um, quick fire questions for you there. So how it works is I'll say a phrase and I just want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. It's like kind of like a stream of consciousness type thing. Oh, all right. Um, so when I say culture, you think? Bacteria. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's, that's good. It. No, that's good. That's good. That's I didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. Let's let's come back to that in a second. Okay. When I say, when when I say branding, you think? Um, packaging. Hmm. Brands of the past are. Old. That's what I got. Okay. Brands today are. Um, want to be. Hmm. Brands in the future need to understand what could be. Um, and that's it. Or no, one one more. All brands, all brands need to. So brands of the future uh, and the past. Oh. Uh, I I have to say offer progress. That's that's the best I got. Um. And just quickly back to bacteria, bacteria as you know, you know, bacteria helps you grow small form, small bits of bacteria help you grow too much bacteria. You'll die. Just curious about. Oh, no, that's interesting. No, I was just thinking of, um, um, how we do with, with cultures, like, you know, um, in a lab is actually, right, right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's okay. a company I'll actually all this weekend. I was meeting with, uh, I was looking to, to join a company as an investor and co-founder, Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, it was, it was a, a biotech lab. Okay. Um, so we were talking about cultures. <laughs> That's really it. So and of course okay. it's, it's, it's growing bacteria. That was it. Okay. Okay. Well, Alan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being on the show. And, okay. uh, um, yeah, it was, it was really nice talking to you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Awesome.